Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We're located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're glad you've tuned in. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Bishop Carolyn Showell of First Apostolic Faith Church joins us for our 60th year Diamond Jubilee Church anniversary service with the unforgettable message titled, It's Time for Me to Become New Again. The Word of God this morning is the Word from this morning, but it's directed to those of you who have to have right now some divine directive of what you should be about in the moment. Let me read the text and the verse and then put it in its context so that we can understand uh, the presets, the premises, the, the positions, the perspective the lenses through which we must now see ourselves. In Revelation 21 and 5, it reads in this manner. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. I make all things new. And he said to me, write, write, for these words are true and faithful. Isaiah, which is the cross scripture, says, behold, once again, I do a new thing. A new thing. I need about 150 or so of y'all just holler now it shall spring forth. Shall you miss it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, but this is the part of celebration that we need to get to the day. It says, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. My thought as I talk in the context of the, of the God of newness, my subject is, it's time for me to become new again. Before you sit down, before you sit down, I want you to make the devil mad and all your haters. <laughs> Announce to somebody around you, get ready for the new me. You may be seated. I told them this morning, and I say to you now, that uh, I've never been a hooper. I tried and got choked. Uh, in this season, God is requiring me to preach more, uh, more in a didactical way to give you new pedagogies of understanding 
such that you can get new information from the intelligence of the Holy Ghost. Because where God is about to take you, you have never been before. Where God is about to take you, you can't get this off a blog, a podcast. Because he is giving you information that's connected to the formation which you received in him when you sat in the bowels of the earth, the wombs of the earth, when he was forming you before the foundation of the world. The information I'm about to release in you is the information that you need because this is the information that was put into you before your mother met your daddy. It's the information that God breathed into you from his eternal place such that you now were born into a season, into a a space-time in relationships with information that you don't even know you have. God such, he, he, he plans us, he creates us. And the prophetic utterance I want to start you to understand is, regardless of what you've been through, the you you're about to become, you have never been before. I come to tell you that Everything you've been through uh, has been woven into your destiny. I come to tell you that God formed you, not born you. He formed you in continuance such that your past, your present, and your future has a divine thread in it that causes you not to get stuck in a phase or a stage, but that you must live through it. I came to tell you that as a result of the pandemic, we live in a grieving society that focuses and some are stuck in watershed moments and memories where all they can remember is what they lost. If I pass the mic this morning, we could have a service where everybody in here can tell you the date, time, place, and the details of when the earth shook and their lives were changed forever. But I want to use this this idea to help you understand who we must be in this corrupt, confused society who we must now become as the, as the citizens of the kingdom of the, of the counterculture because our job is to hold the consciousness of the culture in accountability. Who you must become now because God is requiring that you show up in every facet element pillar of society not to be at the table but to change the conversations. You're not just supposed to contribute. You're supposed to come with the answers. Look, 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 y'all just looking at me. 
I'm talking about you. You don't come to say I'm in the room. No, when you step in the room, stuff starts shifting. When they announce you coming, the adversary gets nervous. But my job today is to teach you, to present to you God's process of continuance. How God has a process in place for you not to get stuck, but that you live in the constant movement of God. Because where you settle is where you die. But when he creates you in continuance, continuance means that there is nothing that could happen to me that becomes final. Continuance means all hell could break out, but after a while, God's going to use hell for my elevation. Continuance means that what he said to me in eternity, if what I'm going through is not that, then that is not that. In other words, if he told me I'm going to the White House, if I land in the Senate, that's not it. If he tells me I'm going to rule and have my own corporation and build, build a, a, a city, then me being a little village, that may be the beginning of it, but it's not the destiny of it. Let, let, me, use, let me use this uh, 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 to, to help you understand what it means to live in continuous. Living in continuous means that uh, if I live, not, not if, when I live through it, on the other side of through, is my future. I preached a sermon last week, Bishop, and the sermon was entitled, when they was watching Paul and the snakes jump on him, and it says they watched a long time. The subject was, and I need you to get in mind the worst thing that you're going through right now. And the subject was, watch me live through this. I need to hear a praise. Where, where you at? Where you at? Where you at? Tell somebody I'm living through it. Tell somebody my haters daughter was going to kill me. But I'm still here. Why are you still here? Because God is not finished with you. Let me teach you in this illustration what it means to live in continuance to become new again. Uh, 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 let me use this as a, a hermeneutical optic. Uh, uh, put up my picture for me, uh, 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 team. Thank you, whoever gave me that permission. Thank you. The process is called a, um, I'm going to let y'all out in a good time. 
No, the, the, the Ravens are playing, no. Let me use this as the hermeneutic for your process. This is uh, the bowl that's found. Leave it up. No, leave the bowl up. They ain't got to see me. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, team. The Japanese pottery process for the restructuring, resetting, the reaffirming of broken vessels. It's called zinkuki. Uh, kintsuki is the process by which you figure out what to do with the fragments that remain. And I need somebody to understand this in the spirit and not just intellectually. In the process of kintsuki, the, the potter sits before the brokenness the broken pieces. He lays them out on the table. And the potter sits there, and his first step in continuance is contemplation. He sits and he contemplates. Watch what he's thinking about. He's thinking about what the new version of this will look like. He does not think about whether this ought to be destroyed or discarded. He's only thinking about what this will look like when it's new again. Out of contemplation comes emanation, where the thoughts of God begin to emanate and begin to be spoken into and breathed into the brokenness. He then takes the potter, takes gold, and begins to seal up the seams and the joints of the bowl. What is so amazing is he does not ask how did you get broken? Who broke you? And how long have you been broke? Help me choir. Those are not important questions to him. Because this potter understands whoever broke this, whenever they broke it, whatever they broke it, it does not matter because I have the power to make it new again. <laughs> Contemplation, emanation, and then manifestation. He fixes the bowl. Here's what I love. The bowl now in its newness is more valuable than it was before it got broke. Oh, y'all, y'all want, come on, come on, come on. This bowl is now more sought after 
more unique, more expensive than it was before it was broke. Watch this. And because it was broke, because it used to exist in fragments, it's not kept a secret. It becomes the testimony and the history of the bowl. It is the story behind the brokenness that now makes this rare and sought after such that when you put it back in marketplace, it becomes more usable and it is able to serve in another dimension. I need somebody in this place that understands what I'm saying on another level to give God praise because of the possibility. The, the, the potter only sees future possibilities. And the possibilities are connected. They are the expression of what he contemplated before the foundation of the world. Uh, 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 Pastor Willie, man, you got to understand. The emanation, the contemplation... The manifestation all happened before the foundation of the world. What tore it up was when it moved from emanation to creation. Because creation is connected connected to time, to a place, and to a relationship. In other words, this bowl didn't get broke when God, when the potter was making it. This bowl got broke when it stepped over in time and started meeting up with mean, corrupted, evil people. It got broken because it got into a time and didn't know how to get out of a time. It got broken because it began to begin uh, to relate into relationships and the relationships did not know how to handle the blessedness, the giftedness, the value, the uniqueness of what God had created. And so in time now, in creation, he has to put salvation. Because when he comes to look for his creation, y'all can sit down. When he comes to look for his creation, pastor, he's walking through the garden. and He, he, he looking for the creation. He the creator. He got to look for them. Because the creation been having conversations with a snake. And I told them this morning, my second PhD is in rabbinic and Hebraic studies from Towson State University. And the original text, the Mishnahic text, the text, the commentary of the Mishnah, does not say, where art thou? It says, now that you're in creation, now that I've created you and you're in time, and you're in space in the garden, but you're you're dealing with AI, artificial intelligence. And I'm not talking about the kind that, that's going to bless diseases. I'm talking about that part that's into 
gender in genderlessness, bio in hacking, bio enhancement. You're not trying to help God, you're trying to play God. So it does not say, Where art thou? It says, Who have you become? Wow, you done stepped away from the Creator and been impressed with a society that is narcissistic and self indulged, that only supports itself. Who have you become? Have you stepped away from the purposes of God? Have you got so enamored with the games people play until you no longer know who you are? Here God now says, I have to put them back into a process that brings them nearer to a God who has become dearer. And so now he brings us to this and he tells us, tell them I said, uh, the second prophetic utterance is to tell them, if any of you sitting here waiting on God, then you waiting for something that has already come. That delay is not an attribute of God. That God, not only everything that you're asking him for, he has already given it to you. Uh, let, me, let me teach it this way. Uh, the Bible says, uh, I'm sitting in Christ, and Christ is sitting in me. It says, and we sit together in heavenly places. Which means while I'm physically in this church, I'm seated in Christ in heavenly places. So therefore, I'm sitting in Christ, the Christ, that has said it is finished because of all of his finished works. If all of his works are finished and I'm sitting in him, I'm sitting in him, that means from where I sit, my body is already healed. Now, now that, that, that was the clapping of a sick person who does not believe. But see, if you change your perspective and your position, you'll realize I'm sitting in a place where this Jesus that is in me has already healed me. So it's a matter of the disease catching up with my deliverance. From where I sit, from where I sit, I already got the victory. From where I sit, the relationship is already healed. From where I sit, my family is already coming together. From where I sit, the vision has already come to pass. From where I sit, the doors are already open. From where I sit, the opportunities have already made. Somebody holler from where I sit. From where you sit, watch this. From where you sit, he's already made your enemies 
your footstool. Watch this. Watch this, Doc. I can't use a footstool standing up. That makes the footstool a stepladder. And God don't need my enemies for my elevation. He needs my, en my enemies for my relaxation. He needs my energy for observation because he spreads the table for you. Somebody just got that. The problem is sitting in Christ. You may be seated. Sitting in Christ means it is the position of resting in God. Sitting then does not mean I am void of activity. It means I ain't gonna worry about it. Because from where I sit, everything I touch shall prosper. <laughs> Pastor Willie May, from where I sit, from where I sit, watch this. As he is, so am I in the earth. That's scripture, y'all. That's scripture. Jesus ain't in heaven coughing. Jesus ain't in heaven worrying about paying his bills. The problem is you need to change your position. Change your perspective. It changes when you understand who you are. He puts an eternal word into your spirit. I'm moving it on. He puts a word in your spirit. He puts you in time, but then he puts eternity in your heart. That's the word of God. You got an eternal word. Watch this. An eternal word before the foundation of the world. An eternal world word cannot be destroyed in time. This is you in continuance now. An eternal word is tested uh, when it's put in time and it is confronted by Traps, tricks, temptations, trouble, and tribulation. See, the problem with Adam and Eve in the garden was they were without experience. They, didn't, they were born full grown. They didn't have experiences to mature them. But God puts you in a process of continuance whereby he has to make you go through situations, predicaments, Watch this, so that the word can become flesh. All right, you, you're looking at me because y'all think that only applies to Jesus. But if it is imago Christos, if I'm made in the image, imago Dei, I'm made in the image of God, imago Christos, I'm made in the image of Christ, that then means then, that as he has to be made, and the word was made flesh, so shall I have to be made flesh. Listen to this. Until Christ be formed in me, until his word forms in me, to, 
look at it in the text, remember? Remember he says, and the word that comes out of my mouth, she, he, shall not return void. But it must establish, he, she must establish the assignment, the purpose to which I send it. Uh-huh. In other words, just to the people who understand what I'm saying, you ain't going back to God miserable. You're not going back to God incomplete. You're not going back discouraged. You're not going back depressed. You're not going back unfinished. You're not going back feeling insignificant. When you go back to God, wait a minute, before you go back to God, you're going to be able to stand up and say to him, I fought a good fight. And I When you get back to God, all he's going to say to you, all he's going to say, well done, my good, come on, somebody. He now says, he now says to us, and I'll move right along. He says to us now, this eternal word that's in you, that is now being made flesh into time, this eternal word now is what is in your heart, according to uh, Ecclesiastes. This word is what won't let you quit. You can, get, you can get mad. You can lay somebody out. You can walk away. But while you're away, you're going to be miserable. Because it's not what they said that's bothering you. It's what God is saying that won't let you go. Tell somebody I can't quit if I try. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Tell somebody I can't quit if I try. How can you say that, preacher? Because some of us have tried. Some of us have tried to quit God and ended up alcoholics and ended up as crackheads and ended up homeless and ended up walking away. Not because the situation did it, but because we were running. Spent your life in a profession he ain't called you to be in. Wait a minute. Studying four years to only find out what I was studying wasn't what he wanted me to study. And they had to give me a double major because I had finished studying that. And that wasn't what he wanted because I was running. Mm -hmm. Now God says to us, this new you must now experience the God of newness. Uh, biblical evidence shows that newness is the way of God. God has never intended for life to be trapped in redundancy of sameness and repetition. That's why he gives the birth of continuance. He puts it in the thing so that the thing will reproduce itself. That's why he tells us, to be fruitful and replenish the earth so that we can keep creation ever evolving. When he gets to us now, he says, there's a process of metamorphosis, renewal and reset that's been ordained for you. In the plan of God, watch this, old is not destroyed. I need to make that plain because, you know, we got a generation that wants you to just go sit down. 
After you get a certain age, go sit down. And some of us have become so intimidated, we have gone and sat down. This morning, I'm talking to you. It says the, the new, watch this, the new is only new because there was old. The new is evolving out of the old. The ability of the new to brag is because of the pre-existing history of the old. You know that we stand upon shoulders. At the same time, look at the text. You're talking about an all-knowing, omnipresent, omnipotent God. He tells you in Colossians, this is the God that in him all things were created, heaven and earth. All things was created by him. Uh, the, the, the problem is, I told him this morning, we fear the new because we misunderstand the process of newness. We are afraid of the process. Does the process mean I'm out? Does the process mean I can't come in the room? Does the process mean they're going to take my keys? Does the process mean I don't have no title no more? We are afraid of process. Uh, we, we trust purpose, but we don't accept process. We want the success, but we don't want the steps. We want to be great, but we don't want to do what it takes to be great. We, we have so many entitled people that think you're going to get it by osmosis. You're going to get it by somebody that's going to leave it to you in the will. That's not how God works. He puts us in process. Listen to this. The, the, the profoundness of this statement, uh, give me 10 more minutes, the profoundness of this statement is lost when you try to understand the Greek. In Greek, the two words for new is neo and chaos. Kainos. Kainos, neos is noun, that which is brand new. That only happened at the beginning during the season of ex nihilo, when God made things new, when he was creating. Uh-huh, that happened then. Uh, it means it was recently born, that, that, that's contemporary, not having a real history or existing very long. It just shows up. That's Neos. But Kanos now is, listen to this, you all, when he takes the old and he causes the old to evolve, he pulls the next dimension out of its own isness to bring it into a present experience because what it becomes, it already was. Watch this. But the time did not require that it become. The Bible even talks about God redeeming the time because the days are evil. In other words, there comes a period that the rest of you that you have in you, Genesis 12, Leclerca, which talks about, I, I go, I'm, 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 I'm on a process, I'm in a journey. Uh, Leclerca means, but I'm going to get the rest of me. 
Y'all looking at me strange over in that section right there. It means I go to myself. This is what he told Abraham. In other words, he's telling Abraham, look what I said to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to cause you to multiply. I'm going to make your name great. But you have to go. You have to go to grow. Even if I bring you back, it is the exposure that causes new responsibilities and accountability. He, he says, now I'm, I need you to go get the rest of you. I, I celebrate who you have been up until this point, but for where we're moving, I need the rest of you. I, I need somebody to let God know you're grateful. If anybody in here is happy for who God has made you up until this point at 1244, I need you, no, op open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Kainos now means, you can see it. Kainos now means you have arrived at 60. 60 is now the time now that I take the old and cause it uh, to be advanced, improved, elevated. I, I, I take it to its next version of itself because the time requires uh, that, that it moves into the next dimension because if I don't move it to its next dimension, it would exist in irrelevancy. It will it will be answering questions nobody's asking. Performing services that nobody needs. But tell somebody that's more to me than what you see. And, and you didn't say it, but I'm going, I'm going to tell you the danger not doing what I'm asking you to do. It. I'll tell you that, you know. But, but here is this, here is this. Here is the revelation of the text. He says, announce to Bob away, Atlas Road, and to everybody listening and sound my voice. He says, you tell them I am performing in the realm and the dimension of Kanos. In other words, in other words, uh, I, I've already made where you're going. He says, but you have to understand I can't make new things. I, Isaiah understood that that's why you need the New Testament revelation of it because we believe in progressive revelation. Understand Isaiah, you know, and understand I, I cannot, for me to have to make new things is to say at the beginning I forgot something. For me to have to make you something new is then to say I was derelict. I, I gave you deficiencies. It's to say that, that I, I did not, I, I, I all-knowing God did not know you would need at this date and time. So I didn't give it to you. Dang, the way this worked. This work that now you done got there and you need that, now I can, through the power of the Holy Ghost, I can release that in you so by the time you get to that predicament, I've already showed up to give you what you already got. 
Y'all, y'all sit down because y'all making people nervous. <laughs> Kainos now means that, listen to this, God makes all things new. You got that? Yeah. I'm going to say it again. God makes all things new. He does not make all new things. You, you should have hit the organ. Wait, wait. I'm going to say it again. Because some of y'all are waiting for some new stuff. And I'm trying to tell you the new is coming out of the old. God makes all things. Wait a minute. L- listen to what you're saying. For him to make it new, it had to already thing exist. He makes all things new. He does not make all new things. Let me, let me, let me. I make this announcement. And I, I, got, I got a couple more minutes and we're going to let you go home. But understand this. This is not your first time at being made new. Let me see the hand that everybody saved in here. Okay then. You are a statistic. Watch this. God stepped out of eternity into time. That was new. We've never seen that again before. When he makes light into darkness, that was new. Heaven and earth, that was new. Moon, stars, fish, birds, that was new. Night and day, that was new. Man and woman in his image, that was new. When you sinned and needed redemption, redemption was new. Nobody ever bought you back from sin. Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus came to earth. That was new. When he came, he brought grace and truth. That was new. He brought a new and a better covenant for you to be in Christ. That was new. Guess what? While you're sitting here, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You knew. Jesus died, went back, got up, went back to glory. He ascended. And when he ascended, he sent the comforter. He sent the Holy Ghost. And while a group of people were sitting in the room, got on one accord. When the Holy Ghost came, they received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was new. Here you sit. Here you sit. Here you sit. Used to be a sinner. Saved by grace. Wait a minute. You don't even look like you used to be a gambler, a liar, an alcoholic, a woman. No, no, let, let me help you. Because some of us sit in church so arrogantly, like you've always been wonderful. The devil is a liar. You was on your way to hell and did not have a God your side and the hand of God reached down and grabbed you and stopped you from self-destruction filled you with the Holy Ghost and saved you and I came to tell you now you are a new creature in Christ Jesus I need all the new creatures to lift your voice and say Lord I thank you Before you take your seat, I need you to be bold about God. Tell somebody on your right and your left. I know it's a cliche, but it's working right now. Tell, tell 
them, I don't look like what I've been through. There's a group in here, there's a group in here that could tell you they should have been had a nervous breakdown. They should have been lost their mind. And some of us were on the verge of committing suicide, but because of the grace of God, the goodness of God, here we stand with the activity of our limbs, with a praise or a how dare! Let me, let me finish this. Let me finish this. I came to tell you in God, there is no contingency plan. There's just one purpose. Uh, he don't have a B plan. You gonna finish the A plan. He then says, you know, Here's where we are now. Here's where we are now. Uh, the most and the highest anointing that exists is the corporate anointing. Because we are too, we are too much of individualists until where you sit in your seat, you think you're great. But you ain't seen greatness unless, until you have learned to join with your brother and sister. The corporate anointing is the spirit of unity. And the corporate anointing comes from the anointed one, which is Jesus, the head of the church. And the body cannot receive the flow that comes from the anointed one from the head if the body is divided. I said to you earlier, I need you to open your mouth and praise God. No, 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 let, let me, let me help. Let me help some of you smart ones. I, I'm, working, I'm working with a group of scientists at the University of Pennsylvania. These are scientists who are now a part of neurotheology, where they're studying the brain and belief. These unshaved scientists have discovered that something happens in your brain, that there is a chemical that's released throughout your system. Watch this. When you pray in the spirit, 
when you worship and when you praise God. They, these unsaved neuroscientists, have discovered that there is a chemical release, an endorphin, uh, that's released through your body that brings down high blood pressure, that stabilizes the chemicals in your body, they found out that there is something that they can't put their hands on that rushes to the place that's wounded. telling you what I read. They called me. I didn't call them. They put these things on your body. And, I, and, and see, I know the nurses in here getting happy because the nurses in here know what I'm talking about. And they said, Dr. Shoel, um, how can we make them praise, you know, do that praise thing and, 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 and that the glossolalia? How, how do we do that? And I said, he said, what, what, what kind of atmosphere do you need? What, what kind of music do you want us to put on? This is one of the most leading, the leading neuroscientists in, one in the world. I tell you his books at the church, I ain't going to tell you. But, but, but then, and they said, can we put these things on you? And, and, and then he says, what kind of music do you need? I said, we don't need all that. Because I was an observer. What, what do you need to say to them? I said, ready, said, go. Here's what I'm saying to you. We talk about the corporate anointing, Willie May. That they had discovered that when we praise God, there is a healing that takes place. Stop, 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 stop. Stop, stop, stop. Wait, 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 wait. They studying us to tell us when you praise God, you can change the formation and the format of your brain. That you create new synapses in your brain. Such that when you get in trouble, if you do it enough times, your brain in the frontal lobe will go to the part that brings you a protocol therapy to deliver you out of trauma. They have found that out. When I tell you in here, praise God, you're going to sit up there and look at me? No, 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 They have discovered our secret and we have not even appropriated and appreciated. Wait a minute. What God gave us before the foundation of the world. That's why he says, and these people shall show forth my praise. You know, we got reason to celebrate and yet you rather for me have a prayer line and sling you down and pour some oil on you when all you gotta do is open up your own lazy mouth. 
What was that? In other words, in other, in other words, in other words, there is, and I'm done, there is a corporate anointing that God wants to be the abiding presence. The abiding presence in his house, but you have to contribute. It's not corporate without you. So for, if this ain't you, then don't do it. Because I don't want you to come to Bowery Atlas Road and feel like you've been pressured. Stay you. Stay you. But because there is a group and a population in this house, because you need miracles in your house, watch this. The, a corporate, the corporate anointing of this house becomes portable. In other words, you can take it to your house. All right. I, okay, here's the other part. This is not clapping. This is the fruit, the sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips. It's because it takes the sound to shift the atmosphere. It takes the sound to clear the atmosphere. It takes the sound to purify the atmosphere. It takes the sound to clear the way so that the word of God can come down and be stirred within us. It takes that. Now, now, this is what you say. Tell your neighbor, if you can't do this for yourself, don't mess this up for my family. That's why it's corporate. I'm gonna believe God in the next 30 seconds that you can sit there, it's all right. I could show you better than I could tell you. You, you. you can sit there, it's not. But God has now in this 60th year, we declare it. way, Atlas Road is the place of miracles. It's going to be cause, it's going to be caught because the, 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 the quality of the charge in the room is going to be of, of such that you can't come in here and stay the same way. You cannot come in here and leave the way you have come. You know, you, 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 I bet some of you men was hollering yesterday for the football game more than you hollering this morning. <laughs> I'm scared of y'all. At some point, 
we have to understand this is God's business. And you got some folk in here, they've been sick too long. They've been poor too long. They've been without too long. And God says this is the season that it all changes for the next 120 seconds. I need a praise of celebration in this room. A praise of celebration. Open your mouth and make the sound. Make the sound. Make the sound. been listening to the worship services at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off I-77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services live here on the radio. We're also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you miss any of our services and want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for CD or DVD of today's sermon entitled, It's Time for Me to Become New Again, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference sermon number 11 12 23. Again, the number is 803 776 1238. Sermon number 11 12 23. We invite you and your family and friends to join us Tuesday, November 21st, 7 p.m. for Midweek Bible Study. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow your financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org. Or you can give right now from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR, your giving amount, to the number 73256. That's BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please don't mail cash. Financial donations are also being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 noon until 6 p.m. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.